Hello and welcome to the Inquisitive Tea Psychology Podcast, where we intend to provide you with educational and well-researched information on psychology and mental health topics to help you be educated, overcome life's challenges, and improve your overall quality of life. I am your host and the writer of the show, Medicine. Today, we are going to be talking about journaling, its benefits, and how to start journaling on your own. The most basic definition of journaling is the act of writing down one's observations and thoughts. Journalists can use their lens to account for all events that occur within a specific time frame, such as travel journaling, which includes sights, sounds, and tastes. Or they can limit their observations to one pursuit, such as skill development. The latter, if practiced as a cognitive exercise, rather than simply a record of one's feelings, can be extremely beneficial to learners. It is also important to note that journaling in the context of this self-development is meant to be done on a regular basis, ideally weekly. The practice of keeping a journal or diary, especially to express one's thoughts, is known as journaling. What has recently changed is the use of journals that are specifically designed to promote and help users organize their thoughts. For example, bullet points journaling. By constantly ruminating in writing about one's stated goal weekly journaling can serve as the connective tissue between goal conception and goal realization by serving as both a record of the learner's progress and a roadmap pointing the way toward future improvement. Brain imaging revealed that simply thinking about an action activates the related motor program in the brain. The motor simulation theory, also known as the functional equivalence hypothesis, was named after this discovery. Hence, journaling is a distinctly low-tech practice that because it is so closely related to goal setting, it serves as a motivational support in this case. Journaling on a regular basis promotes mindfulness and assists writers in remaining present while keeping their lives in perspective. Journaling allows for emotional catharsis and helps the brain regulate emotions. Journaling, as researchers suggest, increases confidence and self-identity. Journaling is a tool for putting our experiences, thoughts, beliefs, and desires into words, which helps us understand, grow, and make sense of them. Journaling also has health benefits, such as reducing stress, improving immune system, keeping your memory sharp, boosting mood, and strengthening emotional functions.
Journaling is an effective way to actively process feelings and experiences. According to research, journaling is a low-cost option. Just a few minutes of unstructured writing in any format can yield significant results. Furthermore, many field research methods, such as ethnography and interviewing, encourage researchers to record their feelings, impressions, and experiences. Journaling can thus be integrated into researchers and the users' existing habits and protocols. According to a six-week study of the effects of visual journaling art therapy on military veterans in recovery, an attempt to reduce symptoms of stress, anxiety, depression, and trauma, the following themes were identified in the military veterans, and they were increased self-awareness, gaining increased artistic traits, and increased. Self-knowing mind. One thing to keep in mind is that the study was limited and brief, so more research is needed to confirm these benefits. Therapeutic journaling is becoming increasingly popular in the field of mental health as a form of treatment or a substitute for major mental health treatment, or as Mindfulness-based interventions. There was also research on the advantages of a six-week diary writing intervention in mothers with teenagers or adult children who have emotional or behavioral issues. For six weeks, thirty-four mothers were asked to keep a personal self-care and/or gratitude journal. And to write entries at least three times per week. The findings of the study revealed statistically significant increases in optimism and gratitude after completing the writing intervention. Emotion and meaning-focused coping were commonly used by mothers in dealing with parental distress. Positive thinking, emotional well-being. And mental health self-care were the three themes of journal writing experience, possibly implying that implementing a positive writing intervention is a practical means of promoting psychological well-being as a self-care strategy for this type of population. Journaling, according to the study, may help us cope. When we are distressed, in a 2006 study, nearly 100 young adults were asked to spend 15 minutes journaling or drawing about a stressful event, or writing about their day's plans twice a week. People who journaled experienced the greatest reduction in symptoms such as depression, anxiety, and anger. Especially if they were already distressed, this was true. Despite the fact that 80% had rarely journaled about their emotions, and only 61% felt comfortable doing so.
we can expect to cultivate a greater sense of meaning as well as better health in the long run. Various studies have found that people who journal for six months have fewer doctor visits and reduced symptoms of chronic diseases such as asthma and arthritis. An older study even discovered that journaling could improve the efficacy of vaccines. In the experiment, some medical students wrote for four days straight about their thoughts and feelings, about some of their most traumatic experiences, ranging from divorce to grief to abuse, while others simply jotted down their daily activities and plans. Everyone was then given the hepatitis B vaccine and two booster shots. Journaling may also help to boost our immune system after being infected with the virus. Researchers recruited undergraduate students who tested positive for the virus that causes mononucleosis, which persists in the body after infection and has the potential to flare up for 20 minutes three times a week. Some people wrote about a stressful event, such as a breakup or a death, while others wrote about their possessions. Writing about stress increased people's antibodies, indicating that the immune system has more control over the latent virus in the body, compared to more mundane writing, according to blood samples taken before and after. Journaling, it turns out, works on two levels, dealing with both our feelings and our thoughts. For starters, it allows us to express our emotions rather than stuffing them down, which is known to be harmful to our health. So many of us have unseen pain or shame swarming around our brains in images and emotions that we haven't shared with others. Our pain is usually translated into black and white words that exist outside of ourselves through writing. Journaling forces us to organize our experiences into a sequence, allowing us to examine cause and effect and form a coherent story instead of just black and white thinking. Processing trauma through writing appears to give us a sense of control during this process. Journaling, particularly reflective journaling, has been used by professors in academic settings because it promotes active learning, critical thinking, and it serves as an alternative form of communication for students. Journaling and its benefits are regarded by researchers and professors as contributing to content comprehension, metacognition, self-efficacy, student engagement, and career skills. Furthermore, journaling is used as a self-reflection activity by mental health practitioners and therapists as a self-care activity for 
patients to improve their self-monitoring and to prevent the development of burnout or compassion fatigue. And therapists view journaling as a mindfulness-based intervention to support clients. How do you get started on journaling? You can get good old pen and paper or you can use your digital devices for faster journaling time. This is how you can journal. You write continuously for 20 minutes about your deepest thoughts and emotions surrounding a personal issue. You can look into how it has affected you or how it relates to your childhood, parents, relationships, or career. Expressive writing is traditionally done four days in a row, but this is not a magical formula. According to research, you can journal a few days in a row, a couple times a week, or just once a week. You can write for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, or 20 minutes. And you can keep journaling about the same topic or switch to a different one each time. For example, you can write a general entry about your thoughts and feelings about COVID-19, or you can delve into more specific topics such as the following. You can write about your social life. How is your social life changing? How do you feel about it and how are you dealing with it? You can write about your work and finances. What are your thoughts on your financial situation and how has your job changed? You can write about your feelings of uncertainty. From where does your anxiety and the sense of uncertainty stem from? According to a 2002 study, people who keep journals should avoid revisiting the same difficult feelings in your writing and instead opt for the wisdom, such as what can you learn from those difficult moments or experiences you've had in your life and to practice letting go of things you can no longer control or things that have already passed. In addition to writing, you should consider drawing in your journal. In a 2003 study, participants either journaled, drew, or journaled and drew about a negative experience from the past that still bothered them, such as relationship problems or loss. According to pre and post survey results, the group who wrote and drew saw the greatest improvement in their mood after three weekly 20-minute sessions. However, drawing without writing made people's moods worse. The researchers believe it awoke difficult feelings without providing a way to process them. If journaling is difficult, speaking your feelings aloud may be just as effective. To yourself alone in your own room, to your friends, or to a therapist, or even to a voice or a video recorder. I'd like to conclude this podcast with a personal story of mine. 
Since 2016, I've been journaling on a regular and consistent basis. For years, I've kept a journal every day. In my six years of journaling, I've noticed an increase in my self-awareness, my ability to self-soothe, motivate, set goals for myself, set compassion for myself and others, cultivate gratitude. Reflect on the lessons I want to take away from difficult times in my life. Learn to be flexible and let go of things I can't control. Journaling has helped me navigate life with grace, compassion, self-love, and self-care, as well as process difficult thoughts and emotions. For example. When I was going through a violent military coup in my country, as well as family and relationship issues, and an eating and anxiety disorder, I experienced unexplainable emotional distress, which I journaled my way out of by finding practical solutions and cultivating a sense of security I couldn't find externally by journaling. Needless to say, journaling is not a one-size-fits-all solution to all mental health problems, but it has been such an important part of my life in terms of self-care and an aid to my overall mental health well-being. That I can't recommend journaling highly enough as a therapeutic, low-cost, mindfulness-based method that we all can use in our daily lives. So, happy journaling! What did you think about this podcast episode? Do you also keep a journal, or do you intend to make journaling as part of your routine? What information do you know that you would like to share with us? Let me and others know in the comment section below and/or through our email. As always, the information in this podcast is intended to supplement rather than substitute for the advice of licensed. Mental health care professionals. The mission we have here is for you to learn, cultivate better mental health, well-being, and to be curious. If you have any questions or would like to connect with us, please leave a comment or email us at inquisitivetea@yahoo.com. We're on YouTube, Spotify, and/or Google Podcasts. Thanks for listening. I hope you continue to be inquisitive. And I'll see you next week.